Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Everyone ready? Yes. Everyone? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's time for your weekly update on the royal news you need to know. Please follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our beloved Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. And you can subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like, you can leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. My mom can only do it so many times. <laughs> Has know? she done it? Of course. Of course. <laughs> I hope so. I would hope your so. Your mom, your grandma. I just take people's phones also and do it. Oh, man. I'm Sorry, really, Apple. Anyway. Really lacking there. Nobody um, tell them. You guys can also send us an email at info at gallerypodcast.com. Um, and this week. This week is an interesting one because... We we usually start episodes by being like, there's so much to talk about. I think we say that every single week, and I'm sure everyone's like, you guys, there's <laughs> so, always a lot to talk so about. So this week, there are plenty of little items to talk about. Nothing big. Um, we're calling it our tapas episode. It's a platter. It's a <laughs> smorgasbord. <laughs> Lots of tiny little eats. So some of the eats include... Um, more information from the Angela Kelly book, and we actually have it in front of us. It's really pretty. It's really beautiful. Um, and then the women of Parliament stood up for Megan, and then there's cakes. There are cakes. There are cakes. And then Kate at a pub with some moms. Can we combine those things and have Kate eating cake at a pub? Maybe. It's like a fanfic version of this episode, <laughs> as you'll see soon. And then boys be traveling. Yeah, the boys are traveling. Not with us, alas. Or with alas. our ladies. Out there in the world. Just doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Brave. Brave. Sure. <laughs> and we have a royal refreshment. Yes. And now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we sent Lisa out to shop before we got going. And I went all the way to 36th Street. I never go that far uptown. <laughs> so uh, she brought back some Stella Artois. Tall boys or forties? We don't or forties. We can't tell the difference. We really don't know. It's a very large bottle of beer, one for each of us, and I had a salad for lunch. And I'm I might be drunk by the end of this episode. Also, Stella Artois is William's favorite beer, as I recall from a previous episode. I was really I was gonna get us Miller High Life. No, no, no. The champagne of beers. It is the champagne of beers. But I didn't want to buy a six pack, so I got. I got really big Stella's. And I don't think William would approve of that. I don't actually know that it's his favorite beer. He never told me that. Stella Artois, but it has been widely reported. So we'll accept it. Um, And we're going to try really hard not to burp into the mic. But it's a lot of beer. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Honestly, Uh, I'll do what I can. Good luck to all of us. And so now we have a listener email. Caitlin, my darling, will you please do the honor? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so funny. Um, We have a listener email from Nikki um, with subject line, all caps, my recurring Meghan Markle dream. This is not our first Meghan Markle dream email. Yeah, I, it's so great. Seems like a lot of people are having Meghan Markle dreams. Well, exactly. So Nikki explains um, that she routinely dreams about Meghan Markle. And in all of these dreams, she's often chatting with Meghan in a close setting, sometimes at the movies, sometimes at a fancy dinner. Once there was even a time I got to be with her at an engagement. I wish I could... like manifest this into my dreams somehow Mm -hmm. the podcast has not reached my dreams but any day now um so recently she had a dream that was so special she had to write to us um she was with megan and baby master archie at an amusement park i don't recall how the dream started or anything but boy oh boy i was about to ride a roller coaster with the world's prettiest lady next to me um so she said 
Nikki asked her, what are you doing here? And she said, it's good to get out once in a while. Then she handed Archie to me and said, here, he's been asking about you. That's very interesting as he cannot speak. He cannot speak. What does this mean? I know. It's very elaborate. Um, Long story short, we ride together. And in the end, I took her hand and reminded her that I'm always there for her as a friend and just a phone call away. Um, It was so real. She even asked about things that are currently going on in my life. Um, I know I'll never probably never get to meet her in real life but if I do I'm definitely telling her that I dream about her no regrets which is absolutely the move I'm sure she hears creepier things all the time in middle school and high school I don't know what year but I bought a dream dictionary mm-hmm. and so every time I would dream I'd be like oh my god what does this mean and then I'd look it up in the dictionary because this is before you know everything was online true I'm in my 30s old mm-hmm. but um I should be like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. This is what it means. But it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean most don't mean much. But this just means you're royally obsessed, Nikki. And we're happy to have you listening. Welcome. Also, the email was addressed, Dear Lady Lisa and Countess Caitlin, Countess with a K, um, which is very interesting. Very Kardashian. Yes. And so I also want to mention that she said, I've thought about writing to you both for the longest time, but never got around to it because I was always so nervous to actually talk about this. This being her recurring Meghan Markle dreams. <laughs> um, but I'm so glad you wrote now. And I'm so glad you listened. Thank you, Nikki. And then we have This Week in Royal History. Yes. It's really fun. Yeah, it's super fun. And now, This Week in Royal History. So November 9th, 1985, America welcomed Charles and Diana. It's very fitting that our royal history is about America on Election Day. because we're recording on Tuesday. And I'm wearing my I Voted sticker because I've only been allowed to vote in America for like a year and a half. So I'm super into the stickers. I'm so glad to have you voting. Thank you so much for doing that. It's because I just became a citizen. Everyone shouldn't be voting. I just didn't know what anyone else (laughs) I'm just saying. But... I, I love the stickers because I love validation and I love being able to brag about achieving a task. <laughs> On social media, too. Yes. Anyway, um, so Charles and Diana, the <laughs> they came. Um, it was like a very big trip, of course. I mean, just as if the royals came to, if this generation of royals came to the U.S. now, every time they do, we get so super excited. So everybody was very excited for those two to come at the time. So there was a gala dinner in Washington hosted by President Reagan and his wife, Nancy. And so the story that we're reading starts with um, they mix with movie stars such as Clint Eastwood, Tom Selleck, and John Travolta. Yes. So you know what we're talking about. Yes, it was that dinner when they danced, which is like so special. Also, what I love about this list, also Neil Diamond was on the list. What I love about the guest list is that Diana was about 24 at the time. And I just love that she was like, if I were a 24-year-old woman, And I got to like, I don't know how much of an impact she could have had on a guest list that was being hosted by an American president. But like, who else would you want on your list? You know, it's just like Like she got to in the mid 80s. Yeah. Have all the like coolest, hottest celebrities there. It's so fun. Um, And great. So um, she took the dance floor with John Travolta. And this write up says she was wearing her midnight blue velvet dress and a sapphire and diamond choker. Oh, chokers. It was 1985. And it was their first visit together to the States. Yeah, really cool stuff. So what a delightful anniversary there. And just um, a fun memory. We all know those photos. They're so iconic. She yes. looks so joyful, which is really nice because we know she was going through a bit of a hard time. Yeah, so. of course. And so it's nice to see her happy. Also, <laughs> they also on that tour did things like um, they visited the National Gallery of Art in D.C. They did all these D.C. things. But then they went to a shopping mall in Virginia um, Interesting. for a promotion at JCPenney's department store. And then they went to Palm Beach, Florida for a polo match. So odd. JCPenney's. Hmm. I know, right? What a tour. So that was 1985 this week. 
Um, now on to Angela Kelly. Angela <laughs> Kelly. So um, we talked a lot about this last week because obviously there were so many excerpts, but now we finally have the book in front of us. And we were just saying um, before we started recording that it's kind of a perfect gift for the holidays. Yes. It's really beautiful. We feel like it's this year's Chris Jackson book. Yeah. Yeah, you know, tons of really gorgeous, like, glossy photos. Photos, and there's, like, a lot of pictures that you haven't seen before. I'm going to open something up and show it to Caitlin so she can yes. share. Yes, yes. In the promo that we got as press people, it shows some of the images from the book that they think are really special. And so one of them— We agree. Which, and we agree. One of them is a photo of the queen's closet, and you can see all of her little blue skirt dresses— or, uh, sorry, uh, suit dresses lined up with their Color-coordinated. Color-coordinated with their hats below them which is like I would buy the book just for that single image because it's actually really beautiful. I color coordinate my closet. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. I just wish I had 20 blue dresses that I would have to arrange so I didn't repeat them. I feel like I mostly you wear do blue. Love, you love a royal blue dress. <laughs> so this is really you right now. Another image that is like causing some waves from this book is the photo of the queen with her hands in her pockets. Yes. And the photo was released in um, Hello Magazine, and it's also in this book. And so now we're looking at a people write-up of this. Um, the picture is undated, and it was released in Hello to mark the release of the book. But um, this is a really funny inf- like little quip about it because uh, Queen Elizabeth apparently confided in Angela, who was her longtime aide, of course, and her dresser, that she had a secret wish to be photographed informally because she usually has to be really like painstakingly posed in portraits. And her mom and palace aides always like forced her to do that. <laughs> and so when Kelly was working on her book, um, she recalled the conversation and asked the queen if she would model with her hands in her pockets. And so this is the quote from Angela Kelly. Um, the queen looked at me in amazement as I asked whether she knew the potential implication of the photographs. Oh, my God. She didn't take long to answer. Yes, she would do it. And yes, she was sure. Can you like, imagine putting the, her hands in her pockets? The potential implications of being photographed with her hands in her pockets. Like, Am I missing something? Like, what is so? I mean, that said, the photo I love because she looks jaunty. I don't think I've ever seen her look that. Ha- oh, no. When she's around horses. That's true. And the dogs. Dogs, um, horses. But there are babies. no dogs or horses in this. And she looks <laughs> joyful. So delighted. Also, it's kind of an Instagram influencer pose. You know, the jaunty handhold. Yeah. It's just fantastic. The photographer was um, Barry Jeffrey. And um, apparently uh, Barry Jeffrey was giving her some uh, explanation about how the shoot would work. And then according to Angela, um, within moments, the queen raised her hand respectfully and Barry immediately stopped talking. No, Barry. This is how we're going to do it. (laughs) Just keep the camera rolling. Stop it. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. Just keep going. Just keep going. Putting those hands in my pocket. She's like, I'm having fun. Don't stop me now. Um, so that's just freaking delightful. And also still, now that the book is out, um, still little like tidbits are flowing out there. So one of the ones the we tapas. got. Yes, the tapas. And so one of the ones we got this week is that um, her jewelry is cleaned in gin. But that's what gives it an extra sparkle. I mean. Sure. We love a good gin, as everyone knows. Yes. We've had it the last two weeks. But uh, no, also, now we got these tall boys. But now we have the tall boys. But um, yeah, so that was like a tip. I mean, it's just funny to think that she does not eat. It's a, bar- it's a bargain bucket material is how Angela <laughs> referred to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, gin and water are handy for giving the royal diamonds a little extra sparkle. So if you're ever in a... You know your rich one. I know, right? <laughs> if you're ever <laughs> in, a, in a real pickle about how to clean your diamond tiara, just pull out some gin and water. Simple. What a great tip. 
I mean, same. So I can't wait to have that book for myself. Um, Lisa is rudely keeping it. Sorry. I'm I mean, it's that, your copy. So. I'm not that nice of a person. I just want to flip through it a little bit before I go tonight, if that's okay. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Um, <laughs> but it's really a wonderful book. Like, I know that everyone's starting to think about holiday stuff, or at least I am, because I'm starting to listen to holiday songs. Yes, you are. Against popular opinion. Well. Um, but it's it's just like a perfect book. It's called... Or I don't mean I don't know about the content. I haven't read all of it yet, so the I can't. Pictures say the are real pretty. The size and the the thing in theory is perfect. Um, the other side of the coin, the clean, the dresser, 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 and There's the that beer. And the beer, yeah, amazing. Um, so now perhaps on to uh, women of parliament. The women of parliament. So wow, wow, wow. Uh, the women of parliament in the UK. Uh, they wrote a letter of solidarity with Meghan Markle. Um. I'm using the word solidarity because that's what they use. And I think it's a powerful word. They wrote, uh, as women MPs of all political persuasions, we wanted to express our solidarity with you in taking a stand against the often distasteful and misleading nature of the stories printed in a number of our national newspapers concerning you, your character and your family. Um, They also referred to outdated colonial undertones in some of the pieces, which is kind of a fancy way of saying racist. Um, And so that is a really big deal. Yeah, that was amazing. And it was led by um, Holly Lynch. Yes. Yes. Um, We know that because um, also after that letter came out, which was so massive, um, Holly Lynch told papers later that she um, received a call from Megan thanking her for the support. Um, And she said she was calling to thank myself and other women MP for standing with her as a fairly new mom myself. The challenges of being in the public eye Managing childcare, managing public responsibilities can be a challenge. So we did discuss that. But yeah, we were quite happy to stand with her and recognize that what she's going through has on occasion had xenophobic undertones. We're not happy about that. And that's a really solid quote. But then, of course, as happens, um, the Daily Mail kind of totally twisted it for a very clickbait headline. Um, Their headline is Labor MP Holly Lynch reveals that Meghan Markle admitted being in a lonely place during a touching phone call to thank her for writing an open letter of support signed by 72 female politicians. And so Holly, um, Holly Lynch, she tweeted like, no, absolutely no. So she wrote, the Duchess of Sussex did not say this. I have not said that she said this. And this is exactly the sort of nonsense we are talking about. We're not having it. Please change your headline. That's really, really cool. And we can kind of like on a very small scale kind of relate to that in that we will say something completely innocuous on our show mm-hmm. and then it will get blown up to like royal scandal. Yeah, I'm still getting, Louis can walk. Yeah, I'm still getting Google alerts about the Prince Louis can walk story. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all around the world. It was like three weeks ago. It's but just it's, if you use your eyes and you watch him walk, you can be like, mm-hmm. we all know Prince Louis can walk. It's not something that I um, had the exclusive on. Um, But yeah, so that letter concluded, we will use the means at our disposal to ensure that our press accept your right to privacy and show respect and that their stories reflect the truth. And so Lynch like immediately, you know, stepped up and did exactly that by saying this Daily Mail story is a bunch of crap. Um, It's just pretty great. I couldn't have imagined something like this. You know, it's pretty amazing. I, I I don't I really don't have the the royal history in my mind to think of a time when something like this would have happened. But of course, it does seem like something only an era like this could produce because it's women yeah. standing. It's women in government standing up for women. And mm-hmm. you didn't see a whole lot of women in government at all, you know, a couple de- decades ago. So it has to be pretty unique. It is um, really unique. Just really, really uh, moving. And in that vein of the Sussex family having a difficult time. 
Uh, we haven't mentioned this yet, but now there are more and more reports and they're coming from reputable places. So, you know, there has been talk that they might establish, the family might establish a second home base outside the UK. Um, I didn't give this much credence because I thought it was just a rumor and it seemed sort of unlikely and I just, there's not a ton of precedent for it. But now um, even People Magazine has been reporting that the that Meghan and Harry are looking into this. So if I, I put a lot of belief um, in People Magazine's integrity, which I don't know, maybe that's just me. I mean, I know you feel the same way, but I yeah. think that People really upholds itself to a certain standard, especially when it comes to the royals. Um, so to me, this suggested that a really well-placed source told them that this is really something to consider. So, of course, we don't know much more about that. I just wanted to mention it because I feel like, is this something that could actually happen? And people also zeroed in on saying that it could be, well, zeroed in on saying it could be the U.S., Canada, or Africa. <laughs> so that's very, very uh, broad. <laughs> so it could be uh, two continents um, and, you know, 40 other countries. But who knows? It's, it's also not that crazy. Like, okay, if we had the means to have like a property potentially near our family or in an area where we want to work, of course we would. It doesn't mean they're not going to still be in the UK and doing work in the UK. It just means like they may divide their time elsewhere. I mean, if I could afford multiple houses. I think about that all the time. I'm always yeah. like, where am I going to where am I going to get my second house when I pay off my credit card? <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorite like dinner party games or like day five of vacation days when you're sitting games when you're sitting on the beach and you're like, hey, if you could have three houses, where would you put them? And I'm like an Italian vineyard, um, a California beach house, a New York City, you know, townhouse. Like that's that's my personal vision. Mm -hmm. I encourage you to play it at your dinner parties. <laughs> but so maybe they will. I can't imagine we find out anytime soon. But I've been surprised by a lot this this quarter of the year. So who yeah. knows? Well, good for them. I hope that they go somewhere. That means a lot. I hope so. And then another update from them, uh, or at least from Megan, uh, we got a really lovely video on Instagram because Megan paid a visit to the Luminary Bakery, which she supported before. And so... Um, yeah, they opened a second location and it's, a, it's an organization that employs disadvantaged women to work in the bakery. Yes. So we know she's a big fan because she's gone to a few of their events. So, of course, she was on hand for the opening um, of another. But what was really special, well, first, the video. The video is adorable. Really sweet. She's, like, decorating a cake. And yes. And she looks just, like, low-key. She's in, like, a button, a striped button down and, and jeans, jeans and looks really chill with an apron on. I really, I mean, we know she had a lifestyle blog, The Tig. I think she really enjoys these kinds of moments when she can just, like, hang out with women in a kitchen and cook, you know? Yeah. You know, I just I think it's she looked really happy and she was decorating a cake. It looked like a great event. Um, what I also thought was really special was that um, from my understanding, it looked like she invited um, a Telegraph reporter or Bryony. like Bryony Gordon or gave her some special access. And she let her like hang out at the event all day because the event wasn't necessarily like a public event. It was, you know, she was just hanging out at the kitchen. There was no like big walk in at the front door, no walkabout kind of thing. And so uh, Bryony was able to um, write her own story behind the scenes about it. Um, of course, which is behind a paywall. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's behind a paywall, which we respect because we love paying for journalism. I don't happen to pay for the Telegraph, so I have to rely on People Magazine's version of events. Mm -hmm. So Bryony said at one point, um, "If I have learned anything about Megan in the time I have known her, it is that she is a doer, not a wallflower." She lives in the solution, not the problem. She told me that she didn't want people to love her. She wanted them to be able to hear her. 
I have found that this is what the Duchess of Sussex stands for, using her voice to give one to people less privileged than her. And that was a quote that actually got like picked up everywhere. And then it, instead of it being like this one person's interpretation of a conversation she had with Megan, it was like, it was Megan treated, doesn't want people to love her. Yeah, it was treated as a direct quote. Megan doesn't want people to love her. She wants to be heard, which is literally not something that came out of her mouth. Um, it was something that Bryony observed. So that would bother me so much if I were Meghan Markle. And it kind of bothers me as a, a journalist and writer that you could just be like, oh, that's what Meghan wants. That's someone's interpretation of what Meghan wants. Mm-hmm. It's just, wow, tough stuff, you know. But I'm glad there was lots of attention on the Luminary Bakery because it sounds like a wonderful place. Yeah. And it also falls in line with her support of um, SmartWorks, which is another organization that helps women Get back uh, on their feet. Get back on their feet. Yeah. Exactly. And get back into the working world. So love that. Um, so that is our Sussex roundup. And we have some fun little Cambridge things. Yeah. Um, so we have some Cambridge updates. They are absolutely delightful. So after the heaviness of what Meghan Markle is occasionally going through, um, there is this. So um, Elle had a rundown um, via Us Weekly of what the Cambridge kids' lives are actually like. Now, just pre- like prepare your eyes for a roll because as we often say <laughs> that's a really good way of putting <laughs> as it as we yeah. often say when there are you know sources talking about the, what the cambridge kids are like it's always just like this is what kids are like you know and also okay um so first of all there's one one quote in us said that uh Kate and William like to watch movies together, grill on the barbecue and play board games. And then this is where I want everyone to roll their eyes. They're like, William loves McDonald's and Burger King. Exclamation point. <laughs> That's like when someone is running for office or like when, I don't want to say who, but when some person said their favorite meat was hot dogs. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you're very low key. Like, okay, we get it. You're relatable. You're down to earth. Um, and similarly, they were like, so that was the parents and then Charlotte and George apparently argue. Um, it's usually over <laughs> silly things like toys or what TV shows they want to watch. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're four and six. Wow. I know. But here's, uh, this one is very sweet. Royal feud. Exactly. Even if it is pretty stereotypical. Um, Charlotte's extremely confident and loves attention, whereas George is more reserved, although he's starting to come out of his shell. Um, George is always looking out for his younger brother and sister and is already showing traits of making an excellent leader. Louis is a real mommy's boy. Now, again, Louis is a baby, so he probably likes his mom. Is he a baby or is he a toddler? Oh, well, toddler. I just think like, oh, is he, he's at the age where he's clinging to his mom's leg. Like that is what babies do at so that you're age. Saying a child likes his mother. I'm not a developmental child psychologist, but that's just my take. Aren't um, you, Caitlin? Aren't you? And then similarly, Charlotte being extremely confident and loving attention, she's four. And I feel like that's the age where you just want to make people laugh. And, and then you revert. And, and then, then you, you revert, back. which is what George is doing right now. He's more reserved. Like, when I was six, I hated attention. I just like, hid in corners and everybody, everybody talks about how shy I was. And now I talk for a living. So I never went through a shy period. That sounds right. I yeah. mean, I went through an angsty teenage <laughs> period where I wore Chuck Taylors and I, we all did. I had an online uh, journal. I listened to a lot of um, pop punk and emo. It was, confessional. it was the aughts, you know, this is just who we were. Uh, again, predictable and correct for our age groups. Um, yeah. But anyway, I still love that update. But even though those are eye rolly, they're fun. They're they cute. are super fun. We I'll, like hearing that kids are being kids. I, I will take it every single time. And I wonder if if William is at McDonald's right now. I hope so. It is like the middle of the night there. Um, so a little midnight run. And then there was another story in People about how Kate Middleton hit the pub with the local moms. So there was a meetup uh, for parents of new students at the Hollywood Arms Pub and Restaurant in the Chelsea neighborhood of London. Um, 
And apparently that is Kate attended this little meetup because she is a mom just like everybody else. But she used a secret entrance. And uh, people says that some say it was installed so that Prince Harry could imbibe at a local joint without causing a huge stir. So apparently it's a place that he enjoyed it as well. But it makes me think about, um, do you remember when Katie Holmes uh, was going through a divorce with Tom Cruise and she moved to New York and it was like mass hysteria because all of New York was about Katie Holmes and Surrey. And then Gawker, RIP, Mm -hmm. had this amazing investigative report that I still think is one of the best (laughs) pieces of journalism I've ever seen all about Katie Holmes' secret entrance at the Whole Foods. That's because they were like, how is she? How is she able to get to the Whole Foods without being photographed entering the Whole Foods? Oh, there's a secret entrance. Listen, I'm sure there's a lot of places around New York and L.A. and London and every major city that have like super secret, low key celebrity entrances. I hope to one day be important enough to have to know about them. I hope to one day be able to report on them. <laughs> Dream big, Lisa. Um, okay, so that is Cambridge's. What else we got? Um, we just have to continue on our platter. Okay, what else is on the platter? Uh, Mike Tyndall. Oh, my God. Yay. Who, Can we find a way to get him into every single episode? I know. I wonder if he knows. He probably thinks we're really weird. No, no. I think he would get us. He'd be like, okay. We would hang out with him at a pub. Uh, so he revealed his nickname for wife Zara. And I'm really going to need our British listeners to like help me out here. So his nickname for Zara is Zoe. Why? I just feel like in general, Brits have a nicknaming system that I can't completely understand. Like has for Like Harry. has. Like I don't completely understand that. Or even like Wills for William instead of Will. They love putting S's. Like they abbreve and then they put an S on it. Um, that I get. I don't completely understand the Z construction. Z, do you mean? Z, exactly. Well, I mean, right off the bat, mm-hmm. I have I understand nothing. But I just, Zoe, how, it's the same amount of vow, of uh, syllables. Like Why? It's a, it's a whole nother woman's name. What hmm. would I call if I started calling you Laura? Like, what kind of nickname is that? It's very confusing. But hey, whatever That's works my for them. name. She's a wonderful person. <laughs> whatever works for them. Um, and I love their relationship. So I'll take it. Yeah. And then another another little thing we're going to nosh on. Um, Olivia Coleman, the amazing Olivia Coleman, who yeah. we've established we are obsessed with to very unhealthy degrees. She received an honor from none other than Princess Anne. So, yes, um, she recently, Princess Anne recently bestowed upon her a commander of the most excellent order of the British Empire, the CBE. Um, So was it not weird that she was there being like, you're currently in a show interacting with the actress version of me? Because Princess Anne is in the new season of The Crown. Yeah. Like you're playing my mom. I mean, I can only imagine. We all know that Olivia is not afraid to be sassy. Be sassy. So I bet she's like. Hello, daughter. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, whipped it out. <laughs> exactly. Um, how fun is that? Um, and then, um, but this wasn't Olivia's first time to Buckingham Palace. Um, she had admitted to picking up a souvenir during a recent charity event hosted by William. And she told the Sunday Times, my husband stole some loo roll, which is toilet paper roll. Loo roll. To say that we got it from Buckingham Palace. And she said at the time that she was very uncool and he was very, he, uh, William, was very charming. Um, he does that thing where he makes you feel like you're the most exciting person in the room. That's not a skill I have. Me either. But that's a skill his mom had. That is true. I mean, I'm sure it's very important for their line of work. I'm like, I'm done talking to you. I'm kind of hungry, which is maybe how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I am really hungry. And the beer. Um, okay. Well, I think that's the end of our meal. So maybe oh, we can go God. eat some real meals. I hope everyone really, really liked this metaphor. <laughs> 
super proud of it. Um, okay. Like, here's how this episode will be like. We would want to pre- we want to prepare it for you. It's a table of contents. Um, okay. Before we wrap up, we also have to talk about um, the two uh, princes have been traveling. Yes. So Harry went to Japan. The, went to Japan for the Rugby World Cup final. Where Mike Tyndall is. Where Mike Tyndall was as well. Um, I'm sure they were hanging out. And unfortunately, England lost, but fortunately, South Africa won. So Harry's post on Instagram was like, I'm so sorry for my actual team. So that was a really cute Instagram and really funny Instagram caption. I don't do sports, so I'm always deeply amused when William or Harry go on social media and they'll be like, all right, lads, you gave it a good go. And I'm like, you call them lads? Like, what is this weird sports language that boys lapse into? All I know about rugby is when Ross was dating Emily on Friends (laughs) and he tried to impress her by playing rugby with her English friends and he, like, got Got really, really beat That was so funny. You're so So, right. So, like, that's all I know about it, though. Rugby was actually huge at my college because I went to a women's college and we were, like, second in the nation at rugby. Hmm. You just see a lot of extremely bruised people in the dining hall. Seems vicious. It was rough. Um, so, yes, that is where Harry was. And then William announced that he will be going on a little uh, mini tour uh, to Kuwait and Oman in a couple of weeks. That's so really good. Love that. Very excited for that. Um, okay. I so think that does it. Before we adjourn the Royal Pod, we have some highs and lows. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. Um, my low will be... Oh, um, when Holly Lynch had to call out malarkey headlines. I mean, I but I appreciate her doing it. Yeah, so I... In a high way, I'm glad she did it. In a low way, I'm bad. At, I'm sad it happened. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, I, I, I'm really excited for where this goes because I feel like if she's going to keep just jabbing, I'll take it. Um, my low is that on our way in to record this episode, um, it was starting to be reported that Megan and Kate and the gentlemen have a ton of events coming up right after we record. Oh, yeah, on Thursday. Yeah, they have like a, I think Megan and maybe Harry, but definitely Megan are doing like a Friday, a Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday event because it's Remembrance Day on Sunday. So, um, Sunday, I think it's on Monday. Is it? Anyway, it's one of Remembrance days. occasions. Um, so, unfortunately, for this episode, which is, Again, a, a tiny tapas episode, but we'll have plenty to talk about next week. So that's my low. I hate when we miss things. I know. But it is Saturday. What can you do? Yeah. Anyway. I'll hi. Be sleeping. Um, <laughs> my high is going to be that Liz cleans her jewels with gin. I love that. My high is your future where you also clean your diamonds uh, with gin. Just um, got to pay off that credit card and then I'll get some <laughs> diamonds. My high is, let's see, let's see, let's see. Hmm that by next week the crown will be out i know wait next week november 17th oh my god i mean we won't be discussing what on next day is this i know where, where are what? we it's basically it's november 5th i know <laughs> so we won't it, not before next episode but just the fact that it's like we're approaching it we're a stone's throw away from the release i swear to god i referred to this month as october it's recently. listen it's it's 2020 you know what I'm saying? You can drop us an email at infogallerypodcast.com. Tell us all about your re- reoccurring dreams. Please. We'll decode them. If your teeth are falling out, you feel like you're losing control. I'll have my mom send me my old dream dictionary <laughs> and I'll look it up. Um, uh, and then you guys can subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, which we really appreciate. Caitlin, please read this lovely review. A review from Megs135. I look forward to listening to this on my way home every Thursday. I get excited about it. Happy emoji. The ladies are marvelous and wonderful hosts. I'm going to start using marvelous more. It's a great yeah. word. And then a review I got via text. My friend said that he mentioned the podcast in his 
philosophy class in law school. I like that very so much. I'm like, hmm, I really appreciate it. I'm Thank so you. glad people are paying like 50 grand a year to hear about our podcast. Thank you, lawyers. Study <laughs> us, please. I'm not at all afraid for the future of America or the world. True. Um, you can follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Caitlin, where or where can we follow you? Uh, uh, hey, K Menz, H E Y K M E N Z, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can read my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. You can follow me, Lisa, at Lisa Raya on Twitter and Instagram. And I also have a website, but I don't really think it's that interesting. Um, And until next week. I disagree. God save the pod. (laughs) I disagree. I think it's really nice. I mean, it's just my clips. You're a really serious journalist. (laughs) Let me drink more beer. (laughs) Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.